It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Pasko, Pasko, Pasko na namang muli. Okay, tayo na, giliw, magsalo na tayo. You know how when September rolls around, it's like the calendar gives us permission to start listening to Christmas music on Spotify? Para bang pagpapasok ka ng mall? Jose Marichan in the house! At yung mga kapitbahay mong hindi mo naman kilala? Biglang kakatok na lang para sabihin, nangangaraling po! Music is an important part of the Pinoy Christmas. Now let's find out, what makes a Christmas song Filipino? From Quezon City, I'm Trisha Aquino. This is Teka Break. Sit back and wind down while we serve you stories on art, music, culture, film, and podcasts. Kinausap natin si Felipe de Leon Jr. Sir Jun used to be the chairperson of the National Commission for Culture and the Arts. He's a cultural activist, a professor, and a researcher on Philippine culture. He's also the son of national artist for music, Felipe de Leon. You know... The man who composed Payapang Daigdig, Noche Buena, and Pasko na naman. Ayon kay Sir June, may two sides of the Filipino psyche na nakikita natin tuwing nagsiselebrate tayo ng Pasko. And these are reflected in our songs. The first part is for merrymaking because Christmas is also an occasion for joy. For that purpose, we use the polka. I call this uh, Lakad Pinoy because uh, the polka is the tempo of walking. That's the tempo of walking. Because traditionally, Filipinos until now are not sedentary people. Especially during Christmas, we walk that from one house to the neighbor's house and so on. We go from party to party. And so we use the walking rhythm, which is manifested in the polka. Polka is uh, similar to the march, but it's more jaunty, bouncy than the march. The march is so square. Pam, 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 pam. But with polka, that's what we use for merrymaking. That's the tempo of Pamulina, we know. That's the tempo of Leron, Leron, Sinta, Tanta. Oh, okay. Pagtanim ay dibiro. Okay. Chinchinichit alibambang. So this is the most popular song form for Christmas carols in the Philippines. For example, Ang Pasko ay sumapit. And for sure, alam nyo rin itong sumusunod na examples. Actually, the most popular Christmas carol in this country is Pasko na naman. Not only because of the music, but because of the message. Because, especially for people who are getting older, it seems that one year is so short. Christmas again? My father composed that in 1965. And secondly, he composed also Noche Buena. No? Because Noche Buena is really a family tradition. Nandiyan ang suma, chocolate, and so on. So these two are written in the polka form. Pasko, Pasko. Pasko na namang muli. Okay, tayo na, giliw, magsalo na tayo. So we talked about merrymaking as something that Filipino Christmas songs tend to convey. But Sir June says devotion is another thing that our carols try to capture. The Filipino is a complex personality, very complex and character. 
have one of the oldest cultures in the whole world. Tabonman is 49,000 BC. That's why together with the many influences that came from abroad, we have a very complex culture with at least eight subcultures. And uh, if you look at all these subcultures, they have many things in common. Uh, that's what we may call core Filipino culture. And among the most important values in this core Filipino culture is pamamanata, devotion to a sacred being. The fiesta is really devotion to a patron saint. Devotion to the patron saint is a symbol of spirituality, a unifying force to serve the common good. The patron saint is a symbol of community life. Uh, if you look at Philippine cultures all over, the strong devotion to the patron saint symbolizes devotion to the entire community. This is the reason why people, Filipinos, are still very communal in character. If you look at the Google survey data, you will know that at the height of the pandemic in April, in, during the ACQ, it was the Filipinos who stayed most at home compared to Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam, because we were most concerned with the common good. And this devotion to the common good comes out in one type of Christmas carol. For example, my father's payapang daidig, that's the most popular Filipino Christmas Harold internationally. There is a Spanish version, there's a version in Italy, there's a version in Finland, all over. It has been arranged so many, many times. You know, the tempo, the time signature of Payapang Daigdig is similar to the meter of Silent Night. Because uh, Silent Night also depicts the, the devotional side, the noble side, the holy, sacred side of Christmas. This tradition goes a long way back, no? Starting with what child is this? And then Silent Night is in the same tradition by Franz Gruber. My father's Payapang Daigdig follows the same William Seiko tradition, which is written in music as 6 eighths. It's actually Dupol, but not Dupol, because Dupol meter, meaning one, two, one, two, can be written as two fourths. But if you write it as two fourths, it will be thumb, 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 thumb. When you write it as six, it will be thumb, 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 thumb. It's a slow Dupol. So that's the basic time signature or rhythm of the more devotional kind of Christmas carol in the Philippines. It's a flowing melody. It's not a choppy melody. More choppy, it's more staccato, shorter fragments when it comes to the merrymaking part. But when it comes to the more devotional carol, the more religious or spiritual type, you will find long phrases that are legato, sustained, flowing in character. And many of the melodies are based on our folk songs. That's why they're easily loved, uh, they easily appeal to the people because uh, folk songs are quite familiar. And if you base a Christmas carol on folk songs, it, it can easily be accepted. But back to Payapang Daigdig. According to urban legend, Felipe de Leon composed it during the Second World War when American troops were liberating Manila from Japanese forces. Supposedly, de Leon beheld his beloved city as it burned and was inspired to compose a song that was about peace rather than war. But that's not true. Actually, he composed this in 1946 
as a tribute to the founding of the United Nations because the United Nations was founded on October 24, 1946. And my father almost breathed a sigh of relief. At last, he said, the founding of the United Nations could be a prospect for world peace. That's why he wrote this long Christmas carol. It's really a long Christmas carol. What people hear is only the first part. Many people think that it's not really a Christmas carol because there's no mention of Christmas in the first part. But you look at the second part, there's no mention of Bethlehem and the three kings and so on. So alam na natin, Felipe de Leon actually composed Payapang Daigdig to celebrate the founding of the UN. Alam na rin natin that two sides to the Filipino character come through pagdating sa pag-celebrate ng Pasko. So these really are complementary. You cannot have one without the others. The meditating plus the devotional aspect of Christmas in the Philippines. Now let's go to the lyrics. Is there a formula that we follow when we write Filipino Christmas songs? When it comes to lyrics, we love to connect to people. Where do you find the strongest connectedness? It's within the family. And within the family, the strongest one is between the mother and the child. That's the most sacred kind of relationship in Philippine culture. When Christianity came, what did Filipinos select as the most important relationship? Mother and child. We made sure that the Christianity conformed to our culture by giving the most importance to the Virgin Mary and Christ child. The whole of January is a celebration of Santo Niño. Look at uh, the Nagyang, the Masinolog, Binirayan of Antique, Halaran of Capis. Now, May is devoted to the Virgin Mary. In fact, December 8 is also Immaculate Conception. Now, December is both of them, mother and child. Devotion to the Virgin Mary is so strong in the Philippines because the mother is a source of all goodness that is in Philippine culture. The mother is the most sacred figure in our culture because without the mother, there will be no children, <laughs> there will be no family. We are the only country in the whole world that has always been praised by the Pope as a people who love the Virgin Mary. El pueblo que amante de María. On this basis, as I said, the strongest connectedness is within the family, and that's why most of the lyrics of our Christmas carols are about the family. The integrity of the family, how to bring the family together. But then, there are also the modern Christmas songs that are more romantic. Romantic with more than a tinge of longing. Think, Mis Kita Kung Christmas or Pasko Na Sintako. Of course. Oh, because uh, the Filipinos are among the most highly, if not the most highly relational in the whole world. During Christmas, you remember not only your family, but your loved ones. This love can be romantic. December is not necessarily the most romantic month, but it could be given the potential for reuniting with your loved one or remissing your loved one, especially if you are separated by oceans, no? One is abroad and you are here. Many of our songs are very sentimental, nostalgic, about remembering, remembering uh, the sweetness of past. Pasko na Sintako has a very tragic background because uh, the composer 
was abandoned, was left by the wife for another man, and he committed suicide because of that. He could not bear losing his wife to another man who went abroad and left him in the Philippines. So really, that's a tragic uh, story. But uh, that's why Pascuna Sintaho is so full of sentiment. Ngayon, alam na natin ang pinaghuhugutan ng Pinoy Christmas songs. Unfortunately, we don't seem to appreciate them enough. Kaya ito ang hiling ni Sir June. I'd like to advocate the lessening in the media, television, radio of so many Western carols. Western carols, compared to the number of native carols we have, the Daigon especially of the Visayas, Western carols, American carols are a minuscule. We have so many carols on our own. We sing the Pangasinan Galiken, Galiken, Galiken Kapastoresan, Galikayon, Galikayon Managigal, or the Ilongo, Pagbalay nga doon ka noon. Sabay kayo, Tunsarang kami pasakon, Iyo lamang nga dispensa mo ang among pagdadaigot. Very beautiful carols. We have Ilocano carols, we have Bagadang carols, we have Pilawan carols. All over the country, Kagharong of Bicol is Christmas carol. Maitinis o Kabite, Panuluyan, Bulacan, Panawagan. Ang dami nating carols. Hindi na rin naman pinakawawa naman tayo. <laughs> so tinanong natin si Sir June. Concerned po ba kayo that Western or foreign influences will make us forget our own culture? I'm not worried about that because anything new is accepted wholeheartedly welcome with the Filipinos because it's something that uh, is interesting, you know. The Filipinos would like to embrace it, understand it, find out what we like about it and what we don't like about it will be rejected. Bit by bit, we reject parts until we change the, the entire thing to make it Filipino. Look at what happened to the tango. The tango came from Argentina. We really danced the tango for some time. But after a while, uh, it became obvious that it's not really Filipino because it's uh, too bold sexually, and we are m- more modest than that. No, That's why slowly, slowly, we changed the tango until a new form emerged, seemingly like a tango, but it's no longer the tango. It's called the danza. Tango is like Binabagal natin ang nabibagal, we made it slower and slower and slower, until another kind of music emerges. O ilang sa gabing madilim. Yan. At dahil sa'yo nais ko mabuhay. This is really a process that has always happened to anything foreign. We Filipinize it. Dr. Arnedo, an excellent cultural historian, said that the stranger of yesterday is the native of today, or the stranger of today will be the native of tomorrow. This is a process that nothing can escape from. There's no need to worry about being swamped by uh, other cultures, because our culture is one of the strongest in the world. Thanks for joining us for this session of Teka Break, leaving you with an unsolicited reminder 
to enjoy the festive season. Thank you as well to Sir Felipe de Leon Jr. for imparting his knowledge. Salamat din sa Kasarinlan Philippine Music Ensemble, of which he is musical director. Pwede niyong pakinggan ang full performance ng Kasarinlan ng Payapang Daigdig on Facebook. This episode was written and produced by me, Tresha Aquino, with help from Macy Hoven. It was edited by Nina Toralba. If you're interested to learn more about Filipino music, listen to our new Puma podcast show, Musikalikot, kung saan natin kinakalkal ang malikot na kasaysayan ng ating musika. Maligayang Pasko! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.